Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. We've possibly got the busiest week of uh, market news going on. Uh, you know, right now we're right in the middle of it as I'm recording this on Wednesday. We've got uh, Fed rate news. We've got earnings out. You know, coming out our ears with who's doing what and what numbers are looking like. We've got GDP reads tomorrow. I think there were some housing reads earlier this week. There is just market news upon market news out there. But we're going to try to cover a lot of that. We're going to try to get through a lot of these earnings, talk about what the Fed just did, uh, ultimately what the uh, the GDP numbers might look like tomorrow and what we're going to be seeing from that. Uh, I think we're getting a little bit of uh, a little bit of a heads up on some of this news as we're uh, watching the market today. Uh, and that being said, you know, Let's get right into it. We've got uh, the Fed came out and said they're going to be raising another 75 basis points. Uh, but it almost seemed like the market already knew that. It almost seemed like the NASDAQ had been uh, about 2% up on the day when the uh, the Dow was only up about a third of a percent for the most of the day that I saw. And uh, so it almost looked like someone in the, the NASDAQ or uh, some kind of market makers already knew that this was going to be a 75 basis point hike. And uh, there was talks about going to that full uh, one, uh, 100 basis points or one full percentage point on that rate hike. But ultimately, we stayed with the uh, the lower side of the uh, the estimate. I know we had talked when the CPI, PPI came out, we were talking about that uh, that 100 basis point hike was back on the table. There was uh, some more talks that we might be going that way. And some of the indicators were looking like that as well. It was kind of was nothing. And then we got a blip that uh, it was a possibility. But uh, ultimately, we're just going that 75 basis point. Now, that is going to still make money more expensive to borrow. Uh, they're going to try to be slowing uh, consumer spending, e even corporate spending for that matter. And ultimately kind of rein in some of this inflation, create that demand destruction and ultimately get things back in line. Things have just been running too hot. And uh, that's what the whole point of this rate hike is supposed to do. It does make it uh, harder on the, uh, you know, the the lower income type uh, people out there. And, you know, you're really going to have, uh, you know, a little bit more problems for them. I guess the people at the top of the food chain, when it comes to earnings, they're not going to see it so much because they have the cash. Uh, but again, similar to what's going to be happening in the businesses, you know, you've got uh, big companies that if they have enough cash on the balance sheet, they're not going to need to do as much borrowing. You know, I know oftentimes they do in order to grow, but the, uh, the small companies that are really looking to kick things into overdrive and they're in full on growth mode and they aren't making too much money yet, that is who it's going to hurt. And, uh, ultimately we need to plan accordingly when we're looking to invest. So, uh, again, we've got uh, the GDP read tomorrow morning. I believe that's at 8.30. Uh, I will be watching for that. I will double check on that time. I'm not 100% certain on that. Uh, and actually, that'll be today as this is coming out. So, I uh, just want to throw that out there that we need to have uh, our eyes on that as well. Uh, 
And if you have limit orders and they're already in the system, I would make sure that they are where they need to be before the market opens. Because if we get a bad read and uh, your limit orders are set too high, they will trigger right at the market open and you will be overpaying for some stocks that if we get a really bad read, you, you're going to be overpaying on those uh, those limit order prices. So make sure you are checking those as to what the prices are doing pre-market before 930 and uh, that's probably something that you should be doing uh, most of the time. Anyhow, just being up to date on what's going on in the market or any given company, as we've seen some pretty massive moves off of earnings and uh, just overall market sentiment right now. But uh, with that being said, you know, earlier this week we had Walmart come out and they said that they are uh, not going to be making as much money. Their margins are lower and. Um, a lot of that is due to so a lot of people already calling a recession and consumer discretionary. So a lot of the apparel, the uh, the outdoors, those types of things uh, are really getting hurt. And uh, ultimately, they have a lot of this inventory in hand. They are still selling products, but the, uh, the food and things like that aren't as high of a margin. So the uh, the profit outlooks uh, outlook looks lower. So they've already kind of guided down. And a bunch of different uh, retail type companies have uh, actually had that pin action where Walmart went down. So Target, AutoZone, uh, a couple other companies, you know, all in that retail space. I had a, uh, where are we here? We are looking at uh, this article from Barron's was saying that, uh, yeah, Bath and Body Works. Um, yeah, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Tractor Supply, they all had these big drops along with that market news. So uh, some did move up. Um, Costco was able to maintain a 2% gain on the day. And um, yeah, I know another one was in this article, but basically keep in mind that uh, anyone that's doing a lot of uh, the retail and uh, consumer discretionary is going to get hurt. And uh, with that being... That being said, you know, you want to pick your pick your battles. Sometimes I think that uh, buying Walmart into that weakness is a great time to build a long-term position in a high-quality name, uh, one that has done well from the, you know, the history of Walmart. They've, they've been a great, uh, great stock and a great uh, company to invest in. So if you see a little problem, you know, I do still feel that this is a short-term issue for companies like Walmart and Target. I don't think that they're going, uh, you know, by the wayside. And uh, it's one that I would possibly look to pick up for some of the other stuff that they do. You know, the the food, the pharmacy, uh, healthcare, or, or, you know, first aid type stuff and all the things you're going to need around the home could be a great thing and could really survive well through uh, a recession if we do get one. And uh, if we don't, I think, you know, things are going to slowly start coming back, even for that uh, that apparel business that will be back. Uh, so if you are a long-term investor, could be a good time to look at some of these dips and and really watch what happens when some of this recession news comes out. This is, this is the one that we've been waiting for for uh, quite a while now. So, and uh, then going forward, we had, oh uh, man, we had a lot of names. We had Chipotle, we had Boeing, we had Google, Microsoft, Enphase, Coca-Cola. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. I think there's about a thousand companies reporting quarterlies this week. And uh, one way you can check that is uh, on Yahoo Finance. That is possibly the easiest market calendar that I have found. 
Uh, you can search by the day and, and then you can actually just find earnings for the individual symbols that you're looking for. So if we, we type in CMG, we should get uh, their, their actual earnings for Chipotle. Now, this one did do pretty well. They, uh, they did shoot uh, up in, in stock price pretty quick there afterwards. And now I'm just trying to navigate this, uh, this Yahoo right after I said it's doing great. Now I can't get the page to load. Go figure. But uh, if I go ahead and go back over to E-Trade, I will pull up their earnings. And we will talk uh, a little bit more about uh, Chipotle here. They are up. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess everyone else already took note. They are up 14% on the day. They are up $184 back to above $1,500. they are at $1,501 right now. And uh, ultimately... Uh, I do think that uh, the McDonald's and Chipotle's of the uh, of the world are going to do well. The fast casual for Chipotle and uh, more fast food directly for McDonald's has been uh, has been doing well. And I think more that uh, people are going back out and doing things or getting food. Chipotle's online ordering has been killer for them. Uh, they have been doing really well with that. McDonald's still with the drive through model. I know they have the app and things that you can order as well. Uh, so. If there is a recession, I do think that McDonald's is going to power through this one. They've done it before. I feel that they're going to do it again. Chipotle, uh, I still feel that even though if we do have a recession, the consumer seems pretty strong by some of these uh, these earnings reports. It looks like people are still out there, um, you know, kind of enjoying life and taking things in. And I don't think that people are going to start shying away from a, uh, a fast casual type dining situation. You know, I do think that uh, the grocery stores and all are doing, um, they're going to be doing well. Also, I think people are going to stock up more on what they can. A lot of that that money that isn't going into consumer discretionary is coming back into that grocery space. So if you're not looking to get into uh, a retailer like a Walmart or a Target right now, maybe you want to look over at like a Kroger or a Costco. Maybe that might be the way that you want to play it. But it's all really about your your timeline and what you're looking to do. And uh, for that reason, I, I still think that uh, Chipotle, McDonald's are two strong companies that I would look to uh, possibly build a position in. And uh, I still think that uh, at 1500 um, Chipotle's had a, a high price back in last September of $1,958. So they still have uh, a lot of drop from where they came from, but I still think they have a good runway in front of them. And they've been pulled down on some different stuff through the year. And uh, going forward, yeah, uh, the uh, the average price target here is still got another 17% upside. Uh, there is one analyst with a high price point of $2,500. Uh, I do think they'd get there. I don't think it's going to be in the next 12 months. I don't see that happening. But um, let's see who went on record and said 2500 I think I'm having some internet connectivity problems today everything's looking really slow but uh yeah a lot of buy ratings within the last uh within the last week and uh i i agree with them i do think that this is a, a company that's going to do well uh long term certainly and i do think that even in the short term they could have uh, a nice runway ahead of them with what's going on out there so we had google and microsoft report and, uh, you know, I've, I've listened to a lot about what was going on with Google 
And a lot of companies said, or a lot of analysts that I was listening to really were, were trying to throw some, some shade on Google. And one, one, one person said that it was even a, uh, it was a near miss, even though, I mean, I still think it was a beat as far as I'm concerned. They said the search business was great. Google came in light and, or, uh, YouTube came in light, but overall up 8% on the day. There's still about a 25% of upside for an average price target of 141. And uh, a lot of buys coming in just today alone. Five buy ratings on that first page, all with uh, the lowest being 125 as a price target, currently sitting at 113, up to uh, 150 from Susquehanna. And yeah, two pages, all all buy ratings, three pages, all buy ratings. I would go ahead and uh, certainly add to Google. As I said, they, they've had a great search business. They're the number one. And uh, YouTube is actually going to be the number two search engine that is out there. And I do think that their ad revenues and their ad sense is going to be the best way to advertise. It has been for a long time and I don't see that changing. So you know, that core business is still very strong. YouTube, uh, yes, the, the numbers are down a little bit, but I still do think that it is uh, probably just with a lot of people getting back out and, you know, not really necessarily watching YouTube as much as they might have been during the pandemic. That might have changed a little bit more, but uh, I still do think that YouTube is strong. The, the shorts, uh, the short format videos are going to be doing really well also. And uh, I think that's kind of going to be more of a six to nine month kind of runway until that really matures. Uh, I think they're going to be going up, you know, against Facebook, against TikTok. And, uh, you know, YouTube's kind of that big dog on the porch. I know the other ones have that short format already there, but uh, YouTube is going to have a, uh, a pretty big position in that, if, uh, if I'm correct. But uh, so I would certainly be looking to add to Google. It is a, a very safe boat to get us through this rough storm. I do think that uh, we want to be looking for big, big, safe ships to, you know, to guide us through these waters. We really don't want lifeboats. Uh, you know, some of these speculative names that uh, we were looking into last year, that's just not where you want to be with this kind of market conditions. So I'm looking at some of these big names in order to um, really navigate these tough times and they are tough times. You know, we really don't know what the market's going to be throwing at us, you know, not knowing what the GDP is going to do tomorrow and, uh, how bad or good or even neutral that might be. I'm really thinking we're going to come in, uh, right, right in the middle. I'm, I'm really not hoping for a, a major negative drop. And I really don't think that we're going to see some big ginormous surprise to the upside either. But, um, and that should ultimately kind of help us weather this storm. Uh, as I said today, you know, the NASDAQ is doing remarkably well. And uh, I think a lot of people are looking at it like, you know, these companies that have reported are doing well. Uh, the 75 basis point hike isn't enough to scare anyone away. We already all knew that. I think if we went to that full 100 basis point move, the NASDAQ would have gotten uh, a little bit more beat up on the daily chart. But uh, going forward, I think that a lot of people see that Google, Microsoft are still going to be safe plays. And that's kind of where we want to be. We want to look for those safety names. We want to get them while they're beat down and, uh, you know, 
kind of jump on board, if you will, in order to get into some safety names when they are beat up. So that's what I'm looking to do. Uh, there are some more earnings here that I want to cover. And uh, of course, we've got the investing challenge. Uh, and I do have some Tesla news for you too. So stick around. We will be right back. All right, we are back here. So, uh, well, before I get started, I did want to say if you're looking to get a uh, investment portfolio for yourself, I do have some links in the description to help get you started uh, for companies like E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and uh, Binance. And uh, I guess kind of to piggyback on that, if you will, uh, Coinbase was getting uh, investigated by the SEC about uh, if they are actually trading securities. And there's kind of still this, this trying to figure out who's doing what and whether they're going to be investigated, this, that, or the other. And really, we need to get some clarity as to what the SEC wants to, to do with, uh, with cryptocurrencies, whether they're going to be securities or not. It's uh, a lot of up in the air. I still think that is hurting the crypto market. And uh, last I checked, ETH was in the 1450 range. Bitcoin, I, I still think was around 21,000. I'll pull these numbers up. If you can't tell, I'm kind of just going off the top of my mind on some things that I saw. And uh, crypto.com, where are we at? We just um, take a look here. Yeah, Bitcoin 22.8. Oh, ETH had a 14% run. Apparently, uh, the NASDAQ ran and crypto ran today. So Bitcoin's up 7.5% at 22.8. ETH is up uh, six or 14% at 16, 1,600. I can't talk. Uh, Cardano's up 8%, 50 cents. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're still trying to get some clarity from that. I still think once we get that solved, uh, some of the different Celsius and uh, BlockFi problems, and what FTX is going to do in order to get those companies bailed out? Are, are people going to be fine? Once we get through all that, which is a long laundry list of problems, I know, uh, I do think that crypto is going to run, especially as we come out of this recession too. So for me, still looking to accumulate as much as I can on that side of things as well. Uh, you know, probably still the, the big two, Bitcoin, Ethereum might add to some others in some smaller uh, increments. But uh, then, yeah, going forward, we had um, we got Microsoft earnings, we had Enphase earnings, we have Coca-Cola earnings, we've got Visa earnings, and uh, overall, I think all of them look pretty solid. I think uh, Visa noted that uh, the the cross border travel was really helping them right now, and uh, I think their revenues were up about thirty two percent. I saw. And I'm trying to get back to that article. Yeah, about 32% profits jump uh, as consumers start traveling again. And then we had, uh, you know, a, they're saying it's a beat on strong cross-border volume. So a lot of that, a lot of that travel, you know, that we were looking for, uh, you know, these credit card companies to really do well with ultimately is coming back. So we are seeing that. We're seeing a continuation of people looking to travel and uh, really put that money into the experiences rather than the consumer discretionary. I think for the most part, as I said, you know, a lot of people that if they wanted, uh, uh, you know, to get some tents or camping stuff or outdoor running shoes. I think a lot of that has been bought, you know, even, uh, gym equipment was very hard to come by, you know, Pelotons were impossible to get there for a while. 
and now that is all slowed down. Peloton is not doing too hot, but uh, a lot of this money is going into uh, travel, consumer staples, things like that. So be kind of specific as to where you're looking to buy. I wouldn't really go after too many of the companies. Uh, oh, like grills. Uh, Weber and Traeger are doing pretty terribly right now. I think Weber's trading down in like the $3 range after coming public last year. Uh, and that one's been pretty much a straight downfall. They had a little bit of a run up, but then ultimately just kind of shot straight down. Uh, end phase. Now, this one is a micro uh, inverter for solar panels. And they had a, uh, a, a great report, great outlook. But uh, one of the things I did want to bring up on a company like Enphase, whether you're into solar or not, uh, you, you got to really pick your battles. I don't think that you're going to win going against what a lot of the norm is a lot of the time. So I think there's a, a large push for solar, a large push for more electrical energy. And uh, whether you're on that path or not, I currently don't have solar, but I have looked into it a bit. Uh, Enphase is going to be one of the, the best out there and their micro inverters are, um, some of the best on the market. So this one I have, uh, I've been kind of pushing back and forth, you know, when it got down into the one thirties, um, you know, in May, uh, I probably added some more and then we ran up to about 209, uh, early June. And then we fell back down into the one sixties. And, you know, I was also saying then, hey, I, I think this is going to be another situation where we're going down uh, into that mid 100 price point, And then ultimately we're going to rock it up higher. Uh, they had a great quarter. And as I said, they, uh, you know, we're, we're getting into new, uh, we're not quite at new record highs. That was back in November, but we are certainly shooting up to some levels we haven't seen in a while. We are up $37 on the day, up 17% at uh, $252. So if you guys were listening and you bought some Enphase back in that 130s or 160s, uh, I hope you still have it. I hope it's really doing well for you. I, I hope that you know these, uh, these gains are not uh, just being celebrated by me. I've been saying the same thing for a while. And uh, like I said, when the company like this... Um, and they're in that right spot at the right time. Uh, I think you have to take note. It is going to be a little bit more volatile with uh, things going on out there, energy and trading and, and you know all that volatility that we've seen. It is a smaller company. Uh, the PE is much higher at 152, but it is a growth company. But it's a growth company that is making money and they are in the right place at the right time. Uh, so again, if this one drops back down sub 200 from some of these new highs, I would certainly take note of that, maybe add it to a watch list now. Um, it's it's a good one for me. And I mean, it's probably one of my quickest doubles that I've, I've played recently, but I'm keeping this one long. I'm not trading any of the shares that I have. And, uh, you know, it's going to be growing into one of the top 10 stocks. If it's not already there, it's getting really close right now um, for me and my portfolio. So uh, just, just one, I want you to keep your eye on if you're not looking at it already. Uh, Coca-Cola, we, we were talking about them, uh, when, yeah, week 29 on the investing challenge, we were talking Coke and we actually added it. They, uh, they had a decent quarter. Uh, they posted some higher sales 
and uh, they were expecting, um, you know, to kind of have a moderate quarter. It came in. Let's take a look here. I was reading the wrong thing. I promise I'll get it together today. And they continue to see resilience and lots of demand, not just in the U.S., but across the world. Um, and, and things are basically looking up for them. They grew about 16% in the quarter uh, on an organic revenue basis. And the pricing and packaging mix rose by 12%. Uh, their global case volume increased 8%. So still have a lot of growth. Uh, and they're still pulling all those other levers for uh, the Jack and Coke line, the Topo Chico line that they're partnered with. So they're still looking to get into other markets with other products. And uh, yeah, they're down a little bit today at um, you know about 50 cents down. As I said, the, the Dow is kind of la uh, lagging today where the NASDAQ is really running hot. But uh, still a great long-term play. I'm glad we added it for week 29. And then I will say... For week 31, if you are not sure what I'm talking about, we are doing the investing challenge for the year of 2022. I am putting in $200 every Monday into a stock that the uh, group picks over there on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Uh, so we had added Coca-Cola, um, you know, for a lot of those same reasons. The beta is really low, less risky. Uh, the PE is now at a 28. I think we added it a bit lower than that. And um, a, a lot of different reasons, but that quarterly dividend of 2.78% is also nice. And that is a, uh, a long-standing dividend that Coca-Cola has been, been, been paying for a long time. Now, when we're looking forward uh, for week 31, this one will close this weekend. We've got five names as we've always have. Uh, we've got AutoZone, uh, Dollar Tree, Dominion, Verizon, Airbnb. Now, a lot of the thought this week was, what company do you want to own uh, if we do hit a recession? So AutoZone, I said, you know, if, if things get really bad, people might not be rushing out to buy a new car. Maybe they want to fix what they have. So AutoZone made the list. Dollar Tree for, uh, you know, obviously for the, the cheaper price point items and uh, to stretch your dollar as far as you can. Dominion, no one's really running out on their utility bill. Um yeah, I think that one's kind of self-explanatory that uh, that's going to be one of the ones that people want to, they're going to pay their bill to keep their lights on. And uh, Verizon VZ is going to be that one where I don't think people can live without a phone anymore, especially as people cut the, the cord with cable or their home phone service. Um, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, all are going to be fairly safe stocks. Uh, maybe not as much on AT&T with a lot of their changes they're going through it. Probably not the best time to buy that one for me. It's not my top choice. I think management has made a couple missteps there. But uh, so Verizon made the cut for this week. And then, you know, I, I kind of threw in Airbnb just to see if anyone wanted to see about some of the uh, uh, that travel trend continue. If people are really still looking to get out there and uh, experience things but maybe aren't going to feel safe to go to a hotel or they want to stay longer and they want to have their own space. Airbnb might be a good spot for that. And uh, looking at it right now, I don't know what, uh, what happened with, uh, with Verizon, but they did have a decent drop. They are down to 4481 
and uh, that dividend's creeping up to about 5.7% with a uh, PE of nine, uh, nine times. So that one has uh, dropped pretty good and uh, the dividend has gone up. I'll have to take a look further into why that is. But uh, the Tesla news I wanted to tell you, and this was not really stock news, more or less just kind of my experience with a Tesla and uh, doing a longer trip. We went down to um, Charlottesville, Virginia. We ultimately took the Tesla, loaded it up, had everything in there for the weekend and did a full charge at home. But then when we got down there, we were at like 51%. So I thought it was going to be safer to go ahead and charge than rather try to risk it on the way back up. So I uh, did a quick charge at, at Wawa. They have Tesla superchargers there and got my coffee, got a bagel, probably waited too long for the bagel uh, to be made or whatever. But I, like I said, I, I started at 51%, threw it on the supercharger. It was charging at a rate of 680 miles per hour to start. That means 680 miles of range in an hour. Uh, granted, it doesn't hold 680 miles, but that's just how fast it was charging. Uh, so when I came back out after just a coffee and bagel break, it was already up to 85%. I was back on, on the road, went back to the house we were staying at, which was an Airbnb. And, um, you know, basically my point of the story is it was much faster. That was the first time supercharging for me and, uh, got me back on the road and ultimately less time than I thought it was going to take. And I mean, if, if the battery in an EV is lower, that is the optimal time to, to charge it, uh, sub 20% for supercharging. And then it'll go even faster up to about that 80%. Then it does start slowing down. Uh, so just kind of my experience with it and something I'm kind of learning and getting used to. So I figured I'd share it. But uh, I guess other news, the Ford Lightning trucks are out. I've seen quite a few of those also. I've already seen a couple of people trying to flip them online. And uh, so they're definitely out there. They're kind of neat. And uh, like I said, they're still not uh, not for me on the commercial side of things. But I do think for most people uh, just running some errands, it could certainly make sense. But uh that's what I got for you guys this week. Let's uh, hope that the GDP read comes in fairly decent and uh, that the market doesn't go crazy. And uh, with that being said, I hope you guys are safe out there. Um, I'll try to post up everything that I can find on the uh, the GDP news uh, on the Let It Grow Investing group page on Facebook. And uh, with that being said, take care and I will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.